Here's what you say in the depths of your heart. You say, the world may be like that, but not me. I will not be like that. I reject this world as part of the fruit of the repentance of trusting Christ in my life. I reject that and I'm going to pursue being sensible and living in a self-controlled way. In the book of Titus, the Apostle Paul tells young men to be sensible in all things. What does that mean exactly? Pastor Don Green will provide the answer from God's Word today on The Truth Pulpit. Hello, I'm Bill Wright. And today, Don continues our series in the book of Titus titled, God's Glorious Plan of Grace. He begins a message called, On Being a Young Christian Man. And Don, a young man in the church, is called to say no to a lot that the world urges him to go after. Well, my friend, as you listen to this broadcast titled, On Being a Young Christian Man, know that we send it out with our love and our prayers for you and your spiritual growth. We understand that life as a young man in this world is difficult and that the temptations are strong that pull on your flesh. Well, just understand and believe that God has revealed Scripture in a way that gives you the power to overcome those things. You can live a godly life for Jesus Christ, even as a young man. And what we have to say today is going to help you on that road. Thanks, Don. And friend, have your Bible open to Titus 2, verses 6 through 8 as we join our teacher now in the Truth Pulpit. We're in the book of Titus, chapter 2. You can turn there. As we have considered the role of older men and older women and young women last week, as we've done this, we've really outlined what the life of a true Christian is supposed to be and what it's supposed to be like. And we come to the final section of that here this morning in verses 6 through 8 in Titus, chapter 2 as Paul addresses the young men in the congregation. But I want to say something to you young men, you you male teenagers, you young men that are just approaching life. You haven't met your future spouse yet, and you're waiting, and you're developing into, uh, and just developing your spiritual life. I want you to embrace what the future has for you. Because the decline in the church and the decline in the world is your spiritual opportunity to stand out for the Lord Jesus Christ. The opportunity is there for the men who would rise up and grab it to show forth what a true Christian looks like and to proclaim the true gospel of Christ. The enveloping darkness simply makes the light stand out all the more by contrast. And so when I'm thinking properly, when I'm thinking in light of the power of the Word of God, the power of Christ, the power of the gospel, I'm not discouraged at all when I'm thinking properly. You just have to realize that this dark time is our opportunity. And there is a particular opportunity for you young men who are going to be the future leaders of the Church of Christ. And don't wait in the urgency of this message for you, those young men in our in here. The urgency is don't wait and don't postpone your sense of responsibility and embracing that challenge. Even as a young man, even as a young teenager, take the opportunity and embrace the fact and say, my life, no matter what anyone else does, my life is going to be marked by faithfulness to Christ. I'm going to be like Ezra. I'm going to set my mind to study the Word of God, to teach it, and to obey it. Set that as the mark of your life. Set that as the aim and goal of your life. 
And watch what the Lord does as a response to that commitment. Well, what we see as we come to verses 6 through 8 in the book of Titus is how it is, what it is in a practical sense that a young man does to set his aim for such a life as this. And it's practical. I love that about it. It's very practical in what it, in what it says. Look at verses 6 through 8 as I read them to open us up here this morning. Likewise, urge the young men to be sensible. In all things, show yourself to be an example of good deeds with purity and doctrine, dignified, sound in speech, which is beyond reproach, so that the opponent will be put to shame, having nothing bad to say about us. Paul lays it out for the young men right there. And we're going to look at it in terms of three different principles that he sets forth for the young men to take place. First of all, you young men, and this really applies to all of us, as, as we've said as we go through this, Paul addresses directly individual groups, but there's a spillover effect for all of us. And so as we address the young men this morning, the rest of us need to understand that Paul is speaking to us too, as we watch and observe. And first of all, Paul gives the exhortation to young men. The exhortation to young men, that's the first point if you're taking notes here this morning. Look at verse 6. It's such a direct and simple exhortation that he tells Titus to command and to urge upon the young men on the island of Crete. He says, urge the young men to be sensible in all things. Be sensible in all things. Earlier in the passage, Paul had told the older men to maintain a dignity in life and to manifest a maturity in faith. He had spoken to the older women and he had, had told them what to be like as a godly woman and the younger women. And he had laid all of this out. And there's a sense in which, as you go through the passage, that the younger men are kind of sitting back and watching this unfold, waiting for the exhortation to come to them. Well, you younger men, even as you think about the very structure of this passage... What you need to start with is you need to start by looking around at the living examples around you. Identify the men who stand out as particularly godly and observe their example and emulate it. Be sensible. Be mindful of the fact that God has put mature Christians around you and draw upon their example. Be a young man that doesn't simply go about pursuing with your peers the foolishness of the world around. Set your goals higher than that. Set your goals upon the men who have manifested the fruit of true Christian maturity and find yourself pursuing them, to speak with them, to learn from them, to observe their example. And as you watch, perhaps as, a, as an unmarried man, as you watch godly older women, watch them, observe them, get a sense of what a godly home looks like. And let the corporate example of the people of God become a vehicle of instruction in your life that you're receptive to and that you're conscious of pursuing. Say, how can you see all of that in the passage? Well, look at the first word of verse 6. Paul says, likewise. And so Paul is connecting this command to be sensible in all things. He says, Titus likewise urged the young men. It's following the parallel of everything that he had said in verses 1 through 6 up to this point. Verses 1 through 5, I should say. 
And so the exhortation, the primary exhortation to you young men comes down to one simple thing that's easy to remember. Maybe Paul gave you just one because he knew how easy it would be to be distracted. Follow through, get this and imprint it upon your mind. Paul says, be sensible in all things. Be sensible, be intelligent in your approach. Use your mind to assess life and to determine the priorities by which you will live rather than being a man who follows his impulses, follows his desires that simply follows the crowd around. You young men, you young men that are sitting here, you must recognize the fact, as we're going to see in a couple of verses later, that the gospel is serious, that the Word of God is real, and when the Bible teaches you and instructs you, the Bible is instructing you for keeps, I like to say. That God means what He says. He intends for you to act upon this. Your approach to being a Christian, to being a young Christian man, should not be one that simply checks off the box of being in church on Sunday, and then you get back to what real life is. No, 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 no. Real life for you as a young Christian man is being a living, godly Christian. And that doesn't stop when you walk out of church on Sunday morning. This is what animates you. This is what motivates you 24-7. This is a comprehensive approach to life. Paul says to be sensible in all things. And so you young men, on the verge of life, looking forward to what the future has for you, Listen to me and listen to me carefully. Settle it in your heart if you haven't already, like Job did. Settle it in your heart that you are not going to hand yourself over to the impulsive desires of youth. Settle that in your mind. Realize the significance of this and burn it deep into your heart. Whatever anyone else does, I myself will not be a man who hands myself over to those impulsive desires. And once you do, let me put it this way. Let me state it in the negative. And I mean this by way of encouragement and exhortation. But those of you that are, that are 13 16, 18, 20, 22, 24, 30. As you start to move down that chronological time frame, you start to know more instinctively what I'm saying. But for you young teenagers in the audience in particular, understand this. Take this seriously, what I'm about to say. The habits that you start to cultivate the things that you start to pursue even at this young point become the the things that you start to pursue now become the habits that you ingrain and it becomes what controls you for the rest of your life if you have any doubt about that find a reasonably transparent man in the audience and ask him did you start some bad habits early in in your life that still affect you today And if that man is honest he'll say with with a humbled chastened heart yeah that's true that's true 
It's a sense of urgency to impress upon you the seriousness and the urgency of it. I don't assume that I have next week to talk with you about these things. And so I want you to embrace them because this is what the Word of God calls you to. This is not optional for you. Look at verse 6 with me again. Paul, using the imperative, says, Urge the young men to be sensible in all things. The in all things there, I realize that's uh, after the verse break, but the verse breaks are sometimes a little bit arbitrary and unnecessary in terms of where they fell. And so understand what Jesus Christ is calling upon you as a young man. Look at the words of the text with me. Put your eyes on your Bible right now and realize that Jesus Christ, through his word, is calling you and commanding you as a young man to be sensible in all things. Now, I saw a headline this week. I did not read the accompanying article but it simply verifies what all of us could see in the world around us. It said that the age 25 had become the new 18 in terms of becoming an adult. It used to be that once you hit 18, you were assumed to be a man. You were considered an adult and expected, here's the key, expected to live up to those kinds of responsibilities. Well, now the world has shifted so much that to be 25 and to still be a foolish man out pursuing your, your desires is somehow acceptable in society. Well, you know what that is in light of God's Word that's in front of us. It's a cultural symptom that young men are not being sensible. If they were being sensible, they would embrace the responsibility of life and start living by it. Not so for the young men in Truth Community Church. You recognize that and you say, I reject that and I am going to pursue being sensible in all things because that is the call of God on my life. Yes, you young men at Truth Community, recognize that drift and make a personal decisive turn against it. Here's what you say in the, in the depths of your heart. Here's what you say in the depths of your heart. With all of your desires united in this one single direction, you say, the world may be like that, but not me. I will not be like that. I reject this world as part of the fruit of the repentance of trusting Christ in my life. I reject that and I'm going to pursue being sensible and living in a self-controlled way. Now, let's be clear. A serious approach to life doesn't mean that you don't enjoy relationships. It simply recognizes that life matters and that you're going to give an account to God. And so you live with reverence. What does that look like? You say to yourself, okay, pastor, I'm with you. Give me some things to help me, help me know what to aim at. Well, let's control your thoughts. Control your tongue. Control your temper. Spend less money than you earn. Do what you say that you will do. Stay away from the dark side of the Internet. All these practical, sensible things that simply say, I'm going to order my life towards self-control. I'm not going to hand myself over to the impulses of my heart or the temptations of this world. And I'm just going to pursue these simple principles of life. Now, 
I can hear someone saying, yeah, your, your thoughts and your temper and spend less than your own. That doesn't sound very spiritual. What about all the finer points of theology and such things? Well, let me give you a verse to encourage you to think along these simple lines. Theology is absolutely essential. Theology is incredibly important. But don't make, oh, young men, oh, young men, do not make the fatal spiritual mistake of divorcing your study of theology from your practical outworking of holiness in your life. Those two things are never meant to be separated. And you don't have to watch very many internet discussions about theology to realize that the things that come out of people's mouths, even in those discussions, are inconsistent with the godliness that theology is supposed to produce. So you, as a young man, make it clear in your mind, I'm not going to separate those two, and I'm going to focus on faithfulness in little things. And I'll give you... I'll give you a word from Jesus Christ to encourage you in being sensible even in these little things. Look at Luke chapter 16, verse 10. Turn to Luke chapter 16, verse 10. Luke 16, verse 10. It was Jesus himself who said, He who is faithful in a very little thing is faithful also in much. And he who is unrighteous in a very little thing is unrighteous also in much. You see, fellas, the principle is faithfulness, not the sphere in which it is exercised. You be faithful in those small things. Those of you that are still living at home under your parents' authority, honor your father and mother. Speak with respect to them. Do what they tell you to do. This is part of your obedience to God's greater command for you to be sensible in all things. This plays out in the very details of life. One of the many, many things that I'm encouraged about in terms of what's happening in the life of Truth Community is seeing the relationships that are starting to develop between some of our young people in the junior high and high school levels and, and a little bit beyond that, seeing those relationships gather together. Well, listen, as you're thinking about those relationships and those friendships that are that are developing and growing here. I want you to think about something and I want you to do this because it's only right that you would in the presence of God. You young people with those kinds of cultivating relationships, commit vertically to Christ and then commit horizontally to each other that insofar as it depends on your power that you will be devoted to Christ that you will live for Christ come what may. Settle that basic principle deep in your heart and then become vessels of mutual encouragement and accountability to one another in that. Foolishness has invaded the world. Foolishness has invaded the church of Jesus Christ. You see it in worldly immaturity. You see it, for example, in the charismatic excesses that are all around us and that people embrace and, and develop as a philosophy of ministry simply because it can attract a crowd. Well, look, look at that as a young man and say, I reject that. I reject that. I separate myself. And here's the thing. Here's the way that you must think as a young man. 
Look, look, I totally get, I totally get and understand that you have every opportunity to pursue the foolishness and sinfulness of this world. I get that. I get that. And here's how you need to frame your mind to think about that. It's much easier to step into sin than it is to step out of it and take steps toward godliness. I get that. But young man, here's what I say to you. Here's what I say in response to the word of God to you. When you look at the ease of sin that is all around you, don't view that as your opportunity to join in it. The fact that it's easy, don't say, well, then that makes it easy. I'll go that route. Don't think that way. Rather, see the ease of sin, see the ease of foolishness and say, whoa, that's my opportunity to step away and go the different direction. This is I see this foolishness. I'm not going to join with it. This is my opportunity as I see it to step out of it and stand apart from it and pursue being a sensible, godly young man in response to the Lord that you say bled for your sins. This is the way that you have to think. Paul is laying down things that have a practical impact on our lives, but he is laying down the things that the principles that utterly guide your thinking and your response to life. Do you see it? This is not about don't this is not about simple external behavior. Paul is talking about an entire way to approach life. And I have to always pause at points like this and realize that there's some of you that are here apart from Christ. You haven't repented. You haven't put your faith in Christ. You still love the world. You find it hard to pay attention because you really don't care. You're here just because mom and dad brought you. Look, once again, the Word of God is coming to you by the Spirit of the Word of God. The Spirit of God is taking this Word and calling upon you to turn to Christ. Hear the call. Young women as well. Leave your foolish life behind and turn to Christ. Respond to the gospel. Respond to Christ who said, follow me. Isn't it time, you young people, men and women, boys and girls alike, isn't the time past sufficient for the foolishness that you've been pursuing in your life? Isn't it enough? How much more time do you want to pursue sin? Stop it. Let the Spirit of God stop you in your tracks just like Christ did the Apostle Paul on the road to Damascus and say, this is the day that I turn to Christ. Don't assume by your youth that you can get around to this later. Every time, listen to me, listen to me. Every time you dismiss the gospel, Every time you dismiss a tender appeal from your parent to turn to Christ, to give up your sin and trust Christ, every time that you look away when the Word of God starts to address your heart, every time that you do that, you're making it easier to do it again the next time. 
You're making it easier to get harder and harder in it. And I worry, I, I, in my heart, I weep over some of you. I labor over you in prayer, knowing that you're so cold and indifferent. And you think it's not a big deal. It is. And so I plead with you as an ambassador of Christ, you young people in particular, turn away from your sin, turn away from your cold indifference, turn away from your questioning of God, and submit to Christ, the one who laid his life down for you. Those of you that are still outside of Christ, it is time for you to be sensible and to come to Christ and to not continue to presume on His grace. It can be tough resisting peer pressure from the world, but resist we must when it comes to activities in opposition to God's Word. Fortunately, the Holy Spirit within believers is there to help us. Pastor Don Green will conclude his message on being a young Christian man next time here on The Truth Pulpit. We hope you'll join us then. But right now, Don's back here in studio with some closing words. Well, friend, if you have enjoyed this broadcast today, let me encourage you to do something that would be an encouragement to the partners who help make it happen. Drop a note, if you would, to the radio station that you've heard this broadcast on. They would love to hear that they have ministered to you because they love to share God's Word with you. And also, it will help them know that they're reaching people with God's Word through the ministry of the Truth Pulpit. So drop them a note and give them thanks, and be sure to tell them that you heard the Truth Pulpit on this station. Thanks, Don. And friend, if you'd like information on obtaining free CDs of the messages you hear on our broadcast, just visit us online. Our web address is thetruthpulpit.com. That's thetruthpulpit.com. Thanks for joining us today. We'll see you next time on The Truth Pulpit with Don Green.